Hello, Clergy Chick listeners. I want to invite you to listen to my new podcast along with my friend David Brown. We're calling it Pastor Life. It's for pastors. So check it out. Pastor Life wherever you listen. And with that, you're listening to the Clergy Chick podcast. My name is Rhonda Blevins. I'm the Clergy Chick. From February the 28th, 2021 at Chapel by the Sea in Clearwater Beach, Florida. The text is Mark chapter 9, verses 2 through 9. Six days later, Jesus took with him Peter, James, and John, and led them up a high mountain apart by themselves. And he was transfigured before them. And his clothes became dazzling white, such as no one on earth could bleach them. And there appeared to them Elijah with Moses, who were talking with Jesus. And then Peter said to Jesus, Rabbi, it is good for us to be here. Let us make three dwellings, one for you, one for Moses, and one for Elijah. He he did not know what to say, for they were terrified. And then a cloud overshadowed them, and from the cloud there came a voice, This is my Son, the Beloved. Listen to him. Suddenly, when they looked around, they saw no one with them anymore, but only Jesus. And as they were coming down the mountain, he ordered them to tell no one about what they had seen until after the Son of Man had risen from the dead. So they kept the matter to themselves, questioning what this rising from the dead could mean. Over this past year, I think a lot of us have had some coping mechanisms, right? The little things that we do to kind of get through the difficulty that we've experienced over this past year. If you um, have participated in worship with us for any length of time, you've probably uh, heard me talk about one of my uh, coping mechanisms that probably came, became an obsession. Anybody remember what that might be? Hamilton? <laughs> my husband was just like, yeah, Hamilton. She watches it every day. Okay, maybe not every day. So Hamilton was one of them. But another one early on in the pandemic, like last spring, uh, when we were all binge-watching whatever we could find to binge-watch, uh, one of my shows that I was watching was a little comedy called Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt on Netflix. And it's this silly little show. Um, and the backstory is that Kimmy Schmidt and three other women were kidnapped and placed in a bunker for 15 years underground. And that doesn't sound like a comedy, but the comedy is after that fact, after they're rescued and Kimmy Schmidt, naive and young Kimmy Schmidt, finds herself in New York City adjusting to life uh, 15 years later. And so uh, the, the opening credits show the same scene every week, and it's the scene of the rescue of these three women, Kimmy Schmidt and the other three, and they're being uh, brought up out of the bunker into the broad daylight, and it's so blinding because the sun is shining, and they've been underground. They call them the mole women. They've been underground for 15 years, and they're blinded. And I imagine that was... Uh, Pretty, pretty intense with the sun shining down on them like that. And that's the same kind of brightness that I imagine when I read about the story of the transfiguration of Jesus up on the mountain, that it was just so blinding 
that the three disciples, Peter and James and John, couldn't even look at Jesus. Mark describes his clothes as dazzling white, whiter than any human could bleach them. Matthew, the Gospel of Matthew, adds the detail that Jesus' face was shining like the sun. You ever tried to look at the sun? I don't recommend it. It's not good for you. It might blind you. They couldn't even look at his face because it was so bright. And then a cloud appeared. Matthew adds the detail that it's a bright cloud, and out of that cloud comes a voice. This is my son, the beloved. Listen to him. Last week, if you were here, we talked about the story of Jesus' baptism and then 40, uh, 40 days in the wilderness as he fasted and prayed. And At the baptism, we focused on the blessing that Jesus received at the baptism, which was, this is my son, the beloved, in whom I am well pleased. And so we're hearing that same blessing in, in two different contexts, both at the baptism and then again at the transfiguration, but there's a difference. At the baptism, it's in second person. It's spoken to Jesus. We don't know if anybody else heard that blessing, but Jesus heard it and it said, you, second person, right? You are my son, the beloved, in whom I am well pleased. But now we're at the transfiguration and the cloud appears, the bright cloud, and the disciples hear this, this is third person, right? This is my son, the beloved, in whom I am well pleased. And so the blessing that Jesus understood at the baptism is now shared with the church, if you will. So last Sunday, my hope was to help you, uh, help us all recognize that through Christ we are all the beloved. And now this week, my hope is to encourage us to take that blessing of being the beloved and recognizing what it is that God wants us to do in light of our belovedness. So that's my hope today. But first, let's focus on what God doesn't want from us. Peter said, let's build three houses. That'd be awesome. We stay up here forever. One for Jesus and one for Moses and one for Elijah. We'll just stay up for here forever because it's awesome. You know, Peter, right? Oh, this is great. Is that what God wanted? No. Did God say, this is my son, the beloved. Believe in him. No. Did God say, this is my son, the beloved. Worship him. No. Did God say, this is my son, the beloved. Stay with him on the mountaintop forever. No. What did Jesus want? Do you remember? There you go. This is my son, the beloved. Listen. Listen to him. And that word listen in the Greek is akuo, from which we get our English word acoustics. And the, the word has this connotation not just of listening, but of obeying, of, of yielding. This is my son, the beloved. Yield to him. And what did it mean for them in that moment? It meant not hanging out on the mountaintop like they wanted to, like Peter wanted to. It meant following Jesus back down, down, down into the valley where their questions were left unanswered. 
That's what it meant to follow Jesus, to yield to Jesus, to listen to him. The valley. We'd like to stay on the mountaintop, wouldn't we? But Jesus bids us follow him down into the valley where the people are, where the people need us. Before my family and I moved here, we lived in Louisville, Kentucky. Louisville, you know that city, right? It's a great city. What comes to mind when, when you think of Louisville, Kentucky? Kentucky Derby. Kentucky Derby, <laughs> yeah. Bourbon. Bourbon. <laughs> Anything else? The boat that goes down the river. Yeah, that's fun. Oh, the Louisville Slugger. Uh-huh, yeah, the Slugger. Yeah, those are, those are fun things. The uh, Kentucky Derby and, and the bourbon were the first that were mentioned, and that's no surprise because I know you people. Gambling and liquor, mm-hmm. No surprise. No surprise there. <laughs> so Louisville's known for some fun things, but Louisville's also known for something that's not so fun. Remember last year, 75 days plus of protests and riots after the killing of Breonna Taylor at the hands of police and then the riots there were multiple shootings a couple of police officers were shot it was it was not pleasant downtown Louisville last year I'm kind of glad we were we were out of there by then and just a block away from one of those uh, one of the big riots where a lot of violence happened is fourth at the corner of 4th and Muhammad Ali, of course named after one of Louisville's favorite sons, Muhammad Ali. At the corner of 4th and Ali, and it's, it's just an intersection and a busy, uh, it's busy by day, it's busy by night, because right, it's, it's at the entrance of 4th Street Live. Um, and 4th Street Live is this kind of uh, downtown area that has a lot of nightlife. It has uh, it has bars, it has pubs, it has dance clubs, it has a raucous piano bar. And rumor has it on 4th Street Live, you know, this hopping area, that, that your pastor might have had a raucous bachelorette party there many, many moons ago. But uh, I'm, I'm older now, and uh, I don't do raucous as much as I used to, right? 4th Street Live, this busy urban area, and overlooked by most, on one of the corners at 4th and Muhammad Ali, what, which used to be Walnut Street, is a historical marker overlooked by business people and revelers alike. And the historical marker, it says this. Let me read it for you. Thomas Merton, Trappist monk, poet, social critic, and spiritual writer. Merton had a sudden insight at this corner March the 18th, 1958, that led him to redefine his monastic identity with greater involvement in social justice issues. He was, quote, suddenly overwhelmed with the realization that I loved all these people, unquote. He found them, quote, walking around shining like the sun. Shining like the sun. Where have I heard that before? Hmm. Ah, yes, the transfiguration. Matthew tells us that, that Peter and James and John saw Jesus shining like the sun. And they were forever changed. And they heard the voice saying, This is my son, the beloved. Listen to him. Yield to him. I know what yield means. I drive, so I know, have to know what yield means. 
But I decided to look it up in Merriam-Webster to see if Merriam-Webster could give me any help to have a little extra language to describe what it means to yield. And Merriam-Webster said, to give way, to give up, to surrender, to relinquish. Yielding is, is, is letting go. And if this Lenten journey is about anything, it's about letting go, isn't it? Letting go of our many attachments and our compulsions and our addictions of all kinds, both outer and inner. And it's not easy. I decided to take up a Lenten practice of, of kind of uh, taking a text Sabbath because I'm pretty attached to my cell phone another tech. And so I decided that I would uh, uh, give up my tech for an hour a day and one day per week. Now the hour a day, I've been doing pretty good at that. But how do you think it's going for a whole day per week? Yeah, it's not going great at all. My, my Linton, I'm just keeping it real here, my Linton journey of, of this fast of tech, giving up the tech for a whole day a week hasn't gone very well. It's hard. It's hard to let go of our addictions and our compulsions. And maybe even harder than those outer things like the, like the phone or whatever is, is, are the inner compulsions, our inner attachments. Because we have outward baggage and we have inward baggage, don't we? Resentments, disappointments, anxiety, worry, anger. There's a classic story about two traveling monks. And they entered this city where they, they happened upon a woman. <clears throat> she was sitting in her car. The door was open, and her attendants had all the, the bags. I guess she had been shopping. They had all these bags that they were trying to hold for her, and she was mad. She was irritated because it had been raining, and there was a puddle between the car and the sidewalk where she wanted to be, and she had very expensive shoes. I think Jimmy, Jimmy Choo's, I think. She had some Jimmy Choo's on, and she didn't want to step in the water because of her very expensive shoes, and so she was ranting and raving, and the younger monk just kind of noticed what was happening and walked on by, but the older monk approached the woman put the woman on his back and carried her across the water and, and gently placed her down. And then afterwards, she kind of shoved him out of the way and barked some more at her attendants. And the two monks began their walking journey again. And as the two monks were walking, the younger monk was brooding inside. And, you know, they have a vow of silence. And he was silent, but he was brooding and angry and, and, and mad. And finally, he broke his silence and he said, that woman didn't even say thank you for what you did for her. And the older monk said, you know, I, I let that woman go hours ago. Why are you still carrying her? Why are we still carrying things that we could let go? things that hinder our own joy and our walk with the Lord. Wouldn't it be easier if we just let go of some stuff, some compulsions, some addictions, some attachments? You know, we were created for the journey, not for the baggage. And so, may you hear and may you respond to the voice 
that says, listen to him. And you might just hear what he would say to you. Beloved. 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 Thanks for listening to the Clergy Chick Podcast. Until next time, keep on shining.